I feel devotion. I feel devotion. I feel uh, the devotion. I feel devotion. What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Devotion Podcast. I'm Joan Marcet, recording from an overpriced flat in Berlin, Germany. And 2,000 kilometers away from here, today we don't have any hoops. Shoutouts to him though, don't you guys worry, he just sits this one out, he has to work. We also have life, aside from this pot. But he's also safe from all those Ataman libers that didn't like our Twitter thread about Star Wars, where we roasted a bit the Turkish coach. That's fine. That's totally fine. Today we're starting right away with a new segment, so Lisa, pull the intro. Box Out with Gim Exposito. Welcome to Box Out, our one-on-one or two-on-one when Annie is here interview segment. We call it Box Out because we want to get under our guest skin, be physical and very, very intimate, if possible. Today we move north to a non-Euroleague country, such as Sweden, because we have a very special guest, someone living the dream there, professional pro bowler, Gim Exposito, aka Speedy Gonzalez. What up, Gim? Welcome to the show. I'm pumped to have you here. Hey, thank you very much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm also a EuroLeague and Devotion fan, so I'm so happy to be here with my friend Joan, and let's hope we have some fun. Sure will do. Sure will do. I think you have more than one nickname up there in Sweden, but Speedy Gonzalez so far is my favorite. I think it's also the one more pushed on social media. Do you have a more favorite one aside from that one? Uh, oh my God. I mean, I have to say I'm not I'm not a really huge fan of nicknames, at least uh, my nicknames, but yeah, my, name is ex, uh, my last name is Exposito, which I have to say, I understand is a pretty uh, tricky pronunciation for especially a Swedish country and Swedish speakers. So yeah, I've been called like different nicknames. Uh, Speedy Gonzalez, I guess, is the, the most trendy one and most catchy, I have to say which is fine for me because the other ones is like Explosido because I have said like my kind of game is a little bit explosive. So it's like, eh, I have to admit it's quite good, good, fine. Yeah, at least it's better than the last one that it's more like Despacito because uh, <laughs> apparently uh, my last name Exposito uh, sounds exactly the same as the reggaeton song Despacito from Responses. So between those, uh, I'll take Speedy Gonzalez for sure. Well, Explosito, it, it's something to keep in mind. Maybe I'll switch my favorite choice because yeah. it sounds, <laughs> sounds catchy as well, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fine. But after two hamstring uh, pulled in uh, maybe I'm not going to become Explosito anymore. We'll see. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they can still call you that. Kim <laughs> here is one of my favorite basketball stories ever. We were even playing together for, for, for a very small period. He left our under-18 team, Kim, him. Please correct me if I'm wrong, because the coach was not really giving you that much opportunities and the, the whole vibe of the team was not that that great. So when he was 18, he went to play in the very, 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 very last division that you can play in Barcelona. He was playing like lower divisions, like also until Eva League, which is like fourth or fifth in Spain, I would assume. Till you were like 22, more or less. Now that he's 26, he's, he's playing professional for uh, Umea. Do I pronounce that correctly? Uh, yeah, it's Umeo. Umeo. Yeah, Umeo. Quite good. Quite oh my good, God. I, uh, you can tell I didn't do my research before. And, and I'm sure that he will keep climbing the ladder until wherever he want to get, because it's one of the greatest stories for me in basketball of 
the definition of a late bloomer, maybe. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm talking way too much and we have you here. So please tell us a bit about you, about your story and how, how a baller from a small town next to Barcelona ends up playing pro ball in one of the most northern teams in Europe. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess my story is like kind of the Drake song, like starting from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I don't feel, I, I told you before, I, I don't feel really comfortable talking about, about me, but yeah, more or less, it's what you've told. Uh, I was playing like in the worst divisions in Spain and I decided to switch team, not because I don't like uh, how you play. Uh, I remember you were a really hustle, Juan, and you were a really nice teammate. But it was more because in the teams I was playing, I wasn't. We weren't practicing to get better. We were just practicing to win games. At some point, I decided I wanted to get better, and I wanted to take my decision. So, signing teams where I could get better, not win games or even play more minutes. Uh, I decided to do it my own way, and just I love basketball, like of course, like a lot of people. But I understood that for me, if I wanted to play basketball and as better you are at something, uh, more you enjoy. So for me, if I wanted to enjoy more basketball, I just had to get better. So then uh, my only goal was this, just to get better. So I just start taking my decisions uh, in uh, where I was signing, which coach I was supposed to, to follow or which uh, workouts I, I was going to do just in function of getting better. And I think this made me just like improve and grow up and raise different levels and... And then also just play basketball to enjoy and get better, not just to win games. No, then winning games or winning competition it's a consequence of this. And now here I am in Sweden, enjoying and having fun. So during your whole career, you didn't really care like which level were you playing. Like you just look for the best situation. No, I mean of, of course you of course you care. You want to play like the highest level as I can, no? But of course, it's not not just this. The thing is like when I was playing the worst category in Spain, I had offers to play much more higher. But I knew I was learning much more or maybe like uh, just waiting to take a step forward, waiting a while to get better player would allow me to maybe take higher steps, no? Than just maybe uh, taking a too early decision to go to a higher league and then uh, not get minutes or get a little bit stuck or struggle in the league and then don't develop your game, no? At the end, I think it's about just taking smart decisions and taking steps in the proper timing. This is your third season now in Sweden. One in the second division there, two uh, in the first division. I, th I think that after the first, first division season, you went back to Spain, right? But mm -hmm. How, how did you end up there? What what happened? Did your agent told you, hey, there's this cool opportunity? Or how do you end up in Sweden, uh, which is not like a, a traditional basketball country? Yeah, of course. I mean, I was I was playing in Spain. I was studying also at university. So as, as soon as I ended my, my biochemistry degree, then I went to Madrid to play fifth division and also study online. We, uh, we won the, uh, the fifth division, so we promote to fourth division. But then I, I decided, like, once I was almost finished with my education, I wanted to play basketball, have fun, but, of course, like, also use basketball as a tool for me, as a tool to live, live from basketball, but also to be able to travel, to see different Europe basketball. And I had this opportunity popping up. I have this Spanish coach that was going there to Sweden. New country, new experience. I think, I guess I'm a really, have a, like a wild mentality. I like to try new things. I want to experience. I want to get out of the comfort zone. And I didn't hesitate that much. I just was like, yeah, why not? Uh, I want to see a different basketball style, different country. 
and it was a really really fun experience. We promote. We went in. I signed there in second division. Uh, we promote to first division. I resigned, and and yeah, it was uh, I think a really 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 uh, amazing experience. I assume that you must feel comfortable there because after the promotion with Valladolid from Lep Oro to ACB that finally for some administrative issues, I assume they didn't manage to, to seal, you went back to Sweden. How is uh, life there? Um, what, do you, what does Sweden like that you, that you feel comfortable? I mean, honestly, I have to say that I, I didn't expect I would, come, I would ever come back to Sweden, at least to play basketball, because after two seasons there, I felt like I, I did a pretty good season in the first division. I felt that, okay, this chapter is over. Uh, I'll move on. I, I had different offers to play in Spain. And, but then, you know, like, we never know what's happening in our life. And this last season, it was in Spain. It was, I was in Valladolid. We, we went uh, up in or we'll get in the first place but also like the season couldn't even finish because of corona and then it was a really tricky situation in Spain uh, really messy so then I just wanted to play basketball I just wanted to enjoy also in Spain I had a different role much more defensive uh, you know how Sp uh, the Spanish basketball it's way more different than any other basketball in, in Europe I would say for me Spanish basketball is like the the catenacho of basketball <laughs> It's like one of the only leagues, especially like Lep Gold, Lep Silver, that they play to 60 points. Uh, they play defensive. They just uh, they are playing just to break the uh, break uh, down the other team systems. And the important thing is not to score. Is that you you don't get scored. For me, this is interesting. You win games, but it is not fun as a player. Yeah. It is not fun to play, and not either. It's it's not that fun to watch. That's why I decided like okay. Let gold is a really high level. It's nice, but I want to have fun. I want to play a lot of games. In Sweden, we play two games per week. So we play Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday. We're playing a lot. They're having a lot of fun, scoring a lot. And it's a really interesting league. Definitely what you said about uh, Lab Gold doesn't, doesn't sound like that much fun. Now, you, as you mentioned, you, had a, you have a, a different role uh, for all those people that doesn't know you out there. You are almost a two-meter-tall guard. Which role do you play for this team now, more as a scorer, more as taking more responsibilities? Can you describe a bit your game now playing for uh, Umeo? Hmm. I mean, it's interesting because uh, my, my last year here in Sweden, I was more like a combo guard, but more like a scoring type. But now after like I was in Spain in Lep Gold, and I guess like I'm also like two years older, now I'm playing more like a point guard, more like poor point guard, trying to lead the team because it's what the team needed. The team had already two, three good scorers, so they need someone to a little bit lead more the team, uh, control more the pace of the game, and of course, a score is, if it's needed because it's a shooting. It's a really high tempo league, and there's a really short, uh, short possessions. Everybody can shoot. Uh, there's uh, almost all the teams shoot much more threes than twos. And they open the court a lot, fast breaks, and almost all the all the games go until to 90, 100 points. So I'm scoring a lot as well. But my role in the team is much more trying to make the team play, take the better decisions, and not take a good shot, but take the better shot. And uh, you're enjoying it, or you miss a bit like the you know point guards uh, need to be a bit more responsible, uh, not go that crazy. Do you miss a bit have like? Just the freedom yeah. of thinking, now I'm going to just shoot these three, no matter how many guys are guarding me. I mean, I've never been like a crazy three-point shooter, but yeah, sometimes I mean, just the, the, I'm heated, I have the flame, uh, so I have to take bad decisions but my shots. But also as a point guard, you have the more, more time the ball in your hands and, and sometimes I get crazy, of course, and I do my, my turnovers to be 
<laughs> to enjoy a little bit and to be a little bit crazy. So yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, if you wouldn't do the turnovers, then we wouldn't have your your YouTube uh, highlight mixes. That <laughs> it's it's my way of staying connected to your game. Yeah, for me, I prefer to be a point guard like Chacho, that he made commit turnovers, but also he has the highlights of the games and he has the crazy no look passes than being like a really solid and consequence uh, point guard that never makes a mistake, but it's never in the highlight video. Yeah, and in Spain, as you said. Sometimes coaches tend to like more the boring tempo guard with not that much talent than the crazy highlights type, which is a shame, honestly. Yeah. Um, let's move into into Sweden because it's a tough league at this year, Umea. It, you keep games close, but you're, you were struggling a bit. A lot of it, also fair to say, with you out of the core. But how are you feeling about the team? Are you are you happy with how everything is going? Do you think you can still reach your goals, uh, personal and team goals as well? I mean, for sure. Uh, basically, because for me, the goal in this season was one and was really simple and clear is to enjoy having fun doing what, what we love, that is play basketball, especially after a rough year, uh, after all this corona situation. I think it's the best time to everybody thought about what everybody was in quarantine at home thinking, Realizing, okay, what's important in your life, what you want, what you really want to enjoy. And when you are locked down without basketball or without anything for a long time, you realize what you like the most and, and how much did you miss basketball. So for me, my, my only goal personally was, hey, let's go back to, to play basketball, enjoy, have again these good feelings and just love what you do every day. And for sure, this is, this is becoming a reality. I'm happy here. I'm enjoying and playing and I'm doing like my life is depending on what I do and what I love that is play basketball. So I couldn't be more blessed to do this. So it's pretty good. Of course, I would like to win more games. We're struggling a lot. We're one of the bottom teams, but also we have one of the lowest budgets. It's not like Emporio Armani Milan or it's not like this kind of Valencia that there's only like a lot of money and they should be with a higher expectative. So we are underdogs. We were underdogs. And of course, we want to win more, compete more games, but we're happy here. Also, a pretty young team, isn't it? Yeah, it's the youngest team of the competition. And so it's, it's tough. Also, it's a struggle, but also it's really fun to, to see how young people are improving day by day and how the, the team is growing every single week. Something that always stands out to me is in countries like Sweden or the Netherlands, you know, that it's dark in the Netherlands, it rains a lot, people is huge, like they are so tall. And basketball is not that strong in these in these countries. I wanted to ask you a bit about the level of the league, if you can compare it to maybe a different level, how many people more or less now now with Corona it's difficult, but the year that you were playing with pre-Corona in the first division, like how is The, the first division, the bas basket league mm. in uh, Sweden? I mean, I have to say that the, the league is pretty good. The league is pretty good. And even this year, it's better than when I used to play two years ago because Sweden is one of the countries that everybody knew the league would play. There's so many countries in Europe that the league shut down, that there was a lot of uh, hesitation and security. So uh, at, at the end, the imports uh, wasn't signing there. And Sweden is a country like really serious. People know that you're going to get paid the day they tell you. And if they promise you five, you're going to get five. So it's become a really good league and they have a really good imports. Do you, do you, see, the, do you see the league growing in the next years? Yeah, for sure. Uh, the league is growing and uh, most important because the national team is growing. 
you know, I think this goes head to head and you can see like the Swedish national team, it's growing They're every day, they, every year they are better. They have a Spanish coach, actually, it's Hugo Lopez. And they have a lot of players, uh, EuroLeague players like Jereko, even though he's not, uh, it's not been his best season so far. Not anymore, by the way. He, this morning he was waived by Himki. So I know, yeah, they release him. Yeah. Will, will you guys try to sign him, maybe? I mean, uh, we'll try. I, I don't think they, uh, he's going to pick up the phone, but we'll try. Why not? But yeah, they have really nice players playing in Europe. They have Marcus Eriksson, that for sure you, you would enjoy in Berlin. They have Definitely. Jeffrey Taylor, one of the best defenders in Euroleague in Madrid. Uh, Jerebko, and they have also like Timo Garden, Lude Hackenson, players that they play ACB top level. So the national team is growing. And if a national team is growing, people get more interested in basketball and, and the league. Then there's more sponsors in the league, more money. And this is how business uh, works. How is the path? Because I, I've checked, I did my not very well research, but I did a bit of research this morning and I couldn't find a Swedish team in the Euro Cup or the Basketball Champions League, obviously not in the Euro. Mm -hmm. how, can they access these competitions? How, how is the path for them if they want to yeah. get there, if, if a Swedish team tries to, the Swedish <laughs> champion, let's say? I mean, like a long time ago, at the beginning, they were playing a uh, Europe competition in uh, some Swedish teams when it wasn't even the EuroLeague. But now, like then, the league that didn't develop that much and ice hockey and other sports became much more popular. But now, like lately, the, these last two, three years, the, the two, three first teams, they were playing FIBA Europe Cup, which I think is the, like, the second division of the Euro Cup. It's called FIBA Europe Cup and the two, three first teams, so they were playing and also Champions League qualifiers, but most of the time they wouldn't succeed the qualifier rounds. But I remember two years ago, for example, North Shopping Dolphins, they played the qualifiers of Champions League against Estudiantes. And mm. eventually at home they lost against Estudiantes, but away in Madrid they won the game. But for average, uh, they didn't succeed to the round, so... I have to say that the league is pretty high. It's pretty good level, but also it's way more different than the Spanish level. The, the clearer path now or what we can expect in maybe a couple of years is a Swedish team in the Basketball Champions League for now. I think so. Uh, Basketball Champions League or FIBA Europe Cup, for sure. Perfect. Do you see any player the, in the Swedish league having a breakout season and making it to the EuroLeague at some point? Uh you never know you never know there's a lot of uh, american players that go uh, go on back and some of them if you see uh, where they've been before they've been in crazy teams in in europe i don't know it can be it can be also i have to say there's like two swedish players that maybe can be in europe in in the future i wouldn't pick one right now but yeah, we have like now i think lulio one of the top teams they signed denzel Anderson, that he used to play one month ago in, I think it's Varese, where Luis Escola is playing in first division in Italy. We have, they have a lot of quality players, and of course, they have a really good imports in this league. So you never know. That's good that you could give a couple of names so our followers can do their Google search and, and you know, <laughs> bet, bet already. I'm like, yeah, this, this dude's going to make it. Or maybe, you know, Gim, you're a late bloomer, 26 years young. In your case, so let's hope maybe Pidi yeah, Gonzalez. I'm I'm still I'm still believing maybe. Yeah, I also don't remember like uh, like the norm the normal path to become a Euroleague player or top player is not like Duka, Luka Doncic, Ricky Rubio, or uh, Abdia in Maccabi. 
uh, did, no? That they, from under 70, they just became in the roster of the EuroLeague team. The normal path is just going down to different leagues, develop, grow as a player, mature, uh, struggle. And then uh, when you reach that level of maturity and understanding of the game, then uh, at, at some point, maybe you are 30, 28, 31, you became the basketball player you, you can be, no? Uh, examples are Marius Grigonis. He was in Lep Gold, struggling True. in Huesca, not True. even a winning team. And now he's one of the best players in EuroLeague and leading Zalgiris, no? Or the same Di Bartolomeo in Maccabi, no? He was also in Lep Silver in Spain, then in Lep Gold, and now he's the best defender of um, Maccabi Tel Aviv team. Definitely. And they really need him because in that team, no one, no one else is guarding anyone. So <laughs> it's, it's a, we can call him a crucial player, actually. Yeah. Maccabi is you... the best, the best defense is the offense. So. Exactly. Always. Always. <laughs> in Devotion Podcast, we are firmly believers of that. So now, now that you mentioned the Euroleague and Di Bartolomeo and some of these players, that, that really comes in handy because I want to start a bit of a, bit of a Euroleague segment. Um, are you watching this season? And I need you to tell me which four teams do you see in the final four. I need you to, you got you to gotta choose, man. You cannot, you cannot skip this one. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, I'll try to watch Euroleague. Uh, it depends also in my schedule in games, uh, since I'm playing a lot of games during the week, which is the Euroleague schedule also. Uh, as far as I can, I try to watch as much as I can because for me it's the, the most fun uh, league to watch, even more than the NBA. So yeah, try to watch and follow a little bit. And man, it's been really hard. The final four, it's been really hard. I think the Euroleague competition this year, it's been crazy. A lot of crazy rosters, a lot of up and downs. But I would say for sure, Madrid, Basa and Cheska would be uh, top three candidates to get to the final four. The most solid teams, uh, well-trained and best projects. But the fourth one, man, I don't know, it's really tricky. I would say, I mean, right now it's Zalgiris, uh, it's there, even Zenit is doing a great season, but I don't know why, maybe for the roster, for the name, but I would I would go for either Milan or Fenerbahce. Those are uh, my two choices. So you can really tell that, that we are on the same page yeah. as well. Yeah. And if I if I would say I would say even more Fenerbahce, I think now Fenerbahce with Goodrich, with these new signs, the color getting in shape, and just Fenerbahce is one of the big of the history of Euroleague, and I will I would go for for Fenerbahce. Yeah, my choice actually my first choice was Milano, but I did that before seeing how Fenerbahce won in Moscow. So I'm I'm not sleeping that calmly at night with my prediction. I'm a bit disappointed because I'm still waiting for someone to say that Alba Berlin is going to make a great comeback and I will be able to watch them in the <laughs> final four. But maybe I have the feeling that which that Alba would be one of the teams that you would like to play for. In 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 actually, in which team would you like to play in the Euroleague today? I mean, man, I would like to play in any team in the Euroleague. Just to play the Euroleague, that would be uh, one of my my dream come true. But yeah, I have to say, uh, following how the, the teams play, Alba Berlin and Zalgiris, for me, are the teams that are more fun to, to play with. Alba Berlin is amazing how they play, how they share the ball, how everybody has fun on the court. And yeah, they play like they know they don't have anything to lose. So they just play and you see they're enjoying. So uh, I would love to play to play there for sure. I, I, I don't have a... A special team I would like to play. I also like Basconia. I like the character. They are fighters. They are running a lot of fast breaks. And, and I'm more kind of a fa- fast break guy than 
uh, one possession game like Xavi Pascual or Zenit. So yeah, I would take more Alba Berlin or Basconia style if I if I could choose. Uh, what about Kimki? Would you would you sign there now that Jerepko <laughs> is out and you know? I mean, I mean Kimki. Russia is cold. They have been in Sweden too much. <laughs> uh, I think I prefer go to to Berlin or to Vitoria, which are also really cold places, but more south. But yeah. as I told you. Euroleague is Euroleague. I would love to play in any team there. Jim, are you ready for a rapid fire pop quiz? You were number 13. So 13 quick Euroleague related questions for you. And I'm expecting quick answers because otherwise we wouldn't call it rapid fire. And I think will help us get to know you better. So intro. Quick test. So you're ready, Jim? This is going to... I hope so. It's gonna burn stop. our our followers' ears. <laughs> Favorite Euroleague team growing up? Mm, I would say Barça. Barça. I'm from there, so I have to say yeah. Pete Michael, Navarro, that Barça. That Barça. So the the, the 2010 champions, uh, Euroleague champions. Yeah, yeah. Best Euroleague moment you remember? I'll say, I think two. There were Princesses, Basel Viter, Gestesca. And also the amazing final four of Tyree Rice with Maccabi. Oh yeah, that was that was amazing. And Alex Tayus as well played great. Now playing for Madrid. Yeah, uh, that's right. I, I wonder if they talk about that that final with Felipe Reyes and stuff. <laughs> Probably they will roast the, in the <laughs> locker room. It's going to be some beef for sure. I guess. I guess you have to tell me one to three, so you can just say one or three players that mm -hmm. you model your game after. Oof. I have to say, when I was young, uh, I was really short. I was one. I was a small point guard, so I was uh, looking a lot of, I think, Chacho, Spanulis, uh, Diamantidis, good point guards. And now, when I start to grow up and be more like a two meters point guard, I I look a lot of uh, about like Teodosic, Misic, Decolo, more like tall players that can also play point guard and combo. Good taste. Good taste. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I had 10 centimeters on you when we were playing together, maybe. And <laughs> like two years later, you had 10 centimeters on me. And that's, that's why I'm here and that's why you're there. <laughs> yeah, I grew up like yeah, 23 centimeters in less than a year. It was pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 yeah, just that. It's not that you have way more talent than me anyway. It's just, <laughs> just the centimeters. That's what I tell myself at night. For sure. Best nickname ever for a Eurolic player. Oof, I'm not familiar with that many, but I, I have to go with Kill Bill. For Kill me, Bill. I'm, I'm a fan of, huge fan of Tarantino movies and fan of Spanoli, so for me, Kill Bill. Yeah, I'll be the best. Hopefully it's not the last season. He almost carried the team to win in, in Kaunas, so I really hope that he stays one mm. more year. Yeah, because then I would also not feel that, that old if uh, Spanoli keeps playing. Favorite Euroleague player of all time? I have to go with Spanulis again. For me, Spanulis is, is the history of Euroleague, especially with the decade I, I grew up. And I also, I love people committed to one club. I don't like those people, or like the NBA right now, that it's changing every year to get the championship. He's an Olympiacos guy and he's going to be there and he makes the Olympiacos be a winner team. You know who I was expecting? Hmm? Diamantidis. Because you, know, you are also as tall as he is. You both have this sweet-looking yeah. jumper. Uh, you know. They told me a lot. They told me a lot that I really look like Diamantidis way to play. But uh, for me, Spanoli is great to watch. 
great True. to watch and he's been much more clutch and also like Olympiacos is like the it's the poor it's the poor team you know uh it's like the underdog team of Atenas and I don't know why, but I get more also more identified with these kind of teams. True, true. Well, it's good that at least you play defense like the Amantidis. That's that's uh, <laughs> that, that's a point on your favor. The next question was favorite player currently playing in the Euroleague. Spanulis is still playing, so you have to you have to give me another one that it's not Spanulis. Mm, I mean, right now the currently my favorite player, I'll say, is Mike James right now. I think Mike James right now in Euroleague is that player that every game you watch him, he does something you've never seen before. So right now he's, he's he has this kind of talent and it's this kind of player that right now it's the most fun to watch. He has a lot of confidence. He has uh, the best environment to be the franchise player and, and every game he's doing a really spectacular thing. So I'll go for Mike James. He has written MVP all over his face, if you ask me for this season. Yeah, and probably his body, man, those tattoos. Yeah, he probably he, he probably <laughs> literally has a tattoo that says MVP somewhere. Uh, if, if he ever comes to Devotion, we're going to ask. Favorite player overall? So it doesn't have to be Euroleague. It can be, you know, Eurocup, uh, NBA, your hometown in Sardanola. Um, up to you. Oh, man, I don't know. I, I've been, I have so many like favorite players and during the year I was switching changing maybe I would go for Allen Iverson the way he played and it was uh, my early beginnings of playing basketball and watching basketball and he was the he was the highlight of the NBA at that moment and what he was doing with his hate was amazing so I'll go for Iverson do you also feel the same way as him when it comes to practice no, no, that's why I love how he was playing, but I'm not really, not really following his mentality or his work ethic for sure. But at least he, he got swag, that's for sure. Also out of yeah, the for sure. and so uh, much talent. Give me a player you would love to play with. I'll say uh, as a ponger now, I would love to play with those kind of players that whatever, uh, whatever you throw the ball, they catch it and they dunk it. It's like the easiest tips ever, you know. And uh, for then, I would take someone like Otelo Hunter, Tavares, or or Jan Besseli. For me, this like it makes it so easy as a ponger. It's like you're just driving uh, with the ball, trying to get your points, and then you just get uh, no other option and you just throw the ball high and someone is there to catch it and dunk it and then you look good on the highlights. That's perfect. Yeah, definitely. For me, it would be someone like Jan Kunas, which is exactly the opposite, a guy that cannot jump uh, <laughs> uh, higher than a book, but I like the choice. Okay, this one is funny. A player you would hate to play with? Uh, I would say maybe Svet. Svet, because... I would not touch the ball then, for sure. He would be just driving the yo-yo and then pulling up a step-back three jumper from 10 meters. So I don't think I would have fun playing with him. Probably not. And he also looks like he screams at his teammates. So Yeah. He doesn't look like a team player and not a defensive one. So eh, not a big, not big fan of him. So we, we stick with hate for this one. Give me a player you would hate to play against. I would hate to play against Campazzo, I think. Uh, I admire him. I think he's one of the best uh, players in this last season in EuroLeague. But, man, the way he defends, the way he offends, the energy he puts in the game, and the way he kills the point guards, it would be a nightmare for me, for sure. 
Now, this one is also funny. A player you would love to play against, like a player you see in the EuroLeague and you, you think, okay, if this guy is guarding me, I'm scoring 30 tonight. I mean, honestly, I, I don't see myself scoring 30 against any, any, any player in the EuroLeague right now. But it's but my I podcast love... and I do, yeah. so you have to answer. Okay, I would say, I think I would have fun. I would love to play against Tacho. Also because he's not a great defender and I think we would make a great deal to say, hey, each one we score 30 and we go home happy. And also because it was one of my, also one of my role models. And I think it would be amazing to see his talent, his passing vision and just his, his touch of things he does. A Euroleague coach you would like to play for? I'll say, I don't, I don't know, man, this stuff. Maybe I would say Sarunas or... Maybe Aito, because I love how Berlin is playing, and Sarunas, because I also love him as a player, and I think he, is the, he has a good personality character, and, and I, like, I, I like him as a coach. I think that you choose the guy that shouts the most and the guy that shouts the least in the Euroleague. Yeah, but, but one thing, like Abrine said, it's really fun about Sarunas. It's like he shouts when he's angry at you, and also he shouts when he's happy at you. So he's shouting... Uh, anyway, so just whatever you do, he's going to shout. So you just live with it. It's fine. This is not part of the rapid fire, but do you as a player develop, if you have a very grumpy coach, we here in Devotion, we are promoting the grumpy coach, Euroleague uh, club. Uh, um, do, you, mean, do you at some point get used and it's like you're not hearing him yeah. uh, shouting at you? Yeah, for sure. I think there's different types of grumpiness, but uh, those coaches that they just grumpy and they just shout for whatever, even if you do good, bad, even whatever, you just get used to it. You know, it's just like a bus, it's in your ear and it's fine. So, man, you just get used to it and go over it. And the last one of this rapid fire, where do you see yourself playing in three years? <laughs> I don't know. I see myself playing basketball, enjoying, having fun, and hopefully eh, in a country different than Spain. I like to being away. I like to meet new new people, new basketball, new countries. So I don't know, I, but I hope in, in a top level in Europe, in different countries than Spain. Perfect. My only, my only tip for you or my only piece of advice is don't go more to the north because then it's just Greenland, I assume. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they play basketball there, but yeah, just, just go a bit more south, you know, so we can also follow you closer. I've got a bonus question also for the rapid fire. It's a question that uh, one follower of the Devotion podcast sent, a guy called Uri, also known as Seft, also known as Oso. <laughs> he, he sends this question and it's a, it's a controversial one. Is it true the rumors that say that you're not paying your zone subscription to watch the EuroLeague and that in top of that, you're using Uriol's account for the whole season? without participating anything uh, on, on, on paying this subscription, which he said that is $9.99, I think, through Hero paying his debts. So can, okay. you, can you comment? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, first of all, I have to say that it sounds bad. I, it may sound like this can happen, but I have to say that this guy, my friend, I'm like his official sponsor of the sneakers. Every, every season, when I get home with all my luggage, all my sneakers, all my basketball shoes, he just come home and then takes whatever he wants. So I think he has never bought a sneakers in his life. He's just taking mine. But no, nah, I'm just joking, joking aside. Yeah, I'm taking his Dazan because in Sweden, actually, Dazan uh, uh, doesn't work here. 
So to watch Euroleague, I had to subscribe in the Euroleague. Yeah, Euroleague TV, but it's much more tricky. And I sorry, when you try to get Dazan in Sweden, it's easy with the iPad. So yeah, I just asked him and he told me, yeah, there's no problem, you can do it. But then apparently every time I use it, he's uh, complaining to other friends. So I may have to to make an account in Euroleague TV. He, he forgot to mention the whole sneakers thing. That That's a bit of a... Yeah, for sure. I'm 100% sure he forgot. But yeah, well, you know, you know, Woody. He, <laughs> he is the way he is. That was a yeah. lot of fun, man. I really, I really enjoyed it. I'm so happy that you come. I, I'm, do you have any message for, for young hoopers out there enjoying basketball and, and dreaming of going pro? Um, can you give some, some tip to them? Yeah, just uh, work a lot, have fun, and watch out of Euroleague. Uh, stop watching that much NBA. I know it's easy now. NBA, it's, it's, it's since they are the best players there, and they are. But the real basketball and the the most tactical and technical basketball, it's in Europe. So watch out of Euroleague. Perfect. Cool. And listen to the Devotion podcast, please, if you cannot watch the games. Of at least. course. I, I assume that they already do this. Hopefully. Hopefully. We need more people, man, because this this takes a lot of time, actually. I'm, I'm, you know, my girlfriend is starting to look grumpy at me, like, hey, you know, give me, give me a bit more of attention. In any case, thanks so much, Jim. That was... That was really, really a lot of fun. Best of luck for the rest of the season. I'm sure that uh, you'll make it to the playoffs and then you will you'll cause some upsets. Maybe maybe you will represent the first team at some point playing uh, basketball champions like the first Swedish team. And yeah, for all you guys out there, remember to listen, remember to subscribe, follow us everywhere, share, follow on Twitter at Devotion uh, Pod. Follow our Instagram also at Devotion Pod. We are launching a website soon, soonish. Hopefully, I don't know why I keep making these promises if I'm not very sure that I'll be able to do them. <laughs> But yeah, thank you so much. Have a lot of fun. And remember, devotion, you gotta feel it.